faith. Whatever faith God has given you today, wherever you walked in, believing and understanding who God is, whatever that is, whatever the amount is, it's not the quantity, it's not the amount, it's your persistence to frequently and repetitiously keep laying that thing down. And it's, it's uh, I, I, uh, I would want to say it's the, it's the discipline of the drip. <laughs> We're just going to be disciplined to allow whatever faith we have to be the drip in a circumstance, in a situation. That is what us having faith and, and really buying into and believing in the birth of possibilities, the, the power and the promise that God has given us. Today, we're going to read a bit of a, uh, of a song of, a, of a, what the Bible would say is a praise from Mary. Mary, this young woman who is going to give birth to Jesus. And we're going to read in the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 45 through 55. If you could do this with me, guess what I'm going to ask us to do here today in the presence of God's word let us just stand real quickly. I Seriously, guys, like I wasn't instructed. I don't know why. I just feel like it's so powerful. How many of you guys dig standing up in the presence of God? Like when we read his word. Okay, cool. Some of you were like, yeah, we've never done this. Some of you were like, how many times are we going to do this today? I promise you that this is, I'm not, no calisthenic exercises, okay? But there's something powerful about standing when God's word is read. It's an acknowledgement that his word supersedes anything else. Okay, this is what this says in Luke 1, 45. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Now, this is Mary's cousin Elizabeth is saying this to her. Mary goes and sees her cousin Elizabeth, who, who is pregnant with who will be John the Baptist, and she says this to her young cousin, Mary Elizabeth does. She says, you were blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Why was she blessed? Because she believed that the Lord was going to do what he said. Mary responded, oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away with empty hands. He has... He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. He made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Turn to somebody this morning and say, it's not business, it's personal. Turn to somebody else and say, it's not business, it's personal. You can be seated this morning. Have you ever gotten something stuck in your shoe? You're out for a walk, perhaps a run. You're walking along, you get like a rock or there's something happening. How many of you, like for me, it's like a, I cannot handle anything in my shoe. Maybe it's a sensory shoe. How many of you guys cannot handle something in your shoe? I'm like, I can feel the tiniest little thing 
I, I don't like if my shoelace is tucked into my shoe. If there's a rock, that's even worse. I will drop to the ground where I'm at, rip my shoe off, right? I don't dig it. So I walk downstairs uh, the, the, this week, and uh, as I get downstairs, my house slippers are always sitting at the bottom of our stairs in our house. And we have concrete floors in our downstairs. So um, side note, the only thing worse than having something in your shoe is walking barefoot indoors on tile or concrete. My opinion, just my opinion, okay? And I don't want to do it in socks because for some reason, nah, I don't know about that. But I can, I can do, okay, I can rock the house slippers. So I got my house slippers sitting there and I slide my left foot into house slipper. I slide my right foot into the house slipper and lo and behold, what is in my house slipper? I jump rip my slipper off, and I start dumping my house slipper out only to find these are babies. <laughs> Might I just add for you that these babies didn't just happen to land in my right house slipper. Somebody in my home thought it was hilarious to continue to torture me with these little hard plastic babies that are like Legos that you step on in the middle of the night when you're trying to get to the bathroom. These babies are everywhere in my house. I'm not kidding you. There are hundreds of these babies in my house. These babies have made their way not only into my house slipper. I found these babies in my acai. When I opened the acai to get a scoop, they're in my acai. They're in my loose leaf yerba mate tea. I go to get a scoop and there's babies in my tea. There's babies in my shower. There's babies sitting on ledges. There are babies absolutely everywhere. When I hit downstairs, my oldest, I believe she was born to terrorize my mind. Side note. On Kehau's wedding day, when Kehau was getting married to Elijah, I couldn't find any boxers. And so my oldest says, did you check your shower? Why would my boxers? She had taken every pair of boxers that I owned and put them in a bucket and turned the shower on. Are you that child? You need prayer. We're, we're going to have deliverance prayer at the end of church today. We should do it right now if you are that child. She is that child. She has turned my granddaughter into that child. They stood and laughed, not yet two and 25 years old, shared in the joy of what my daughter said is, she goes, this is so predictable. And I said, what? I was so bothered in, I was so internally impacted, like, ugh, I could not help but externally, physically emote. Like, I responded. She goes, you're so predictable. I knew that. And she's cracking up laughing. She thinks it's the funniest thing. But you know what? Here's the deal. Like, babies in your shoe, there's an internal impact a personal impact only made possible when you're walking with Jesus that will come out in an external physical response.
baby Jesus. But he ain't like walking on Legos. Amen? This morning, we're going to talk about and discover how our response to what God's promises are. We sang about God's promises today. We've been talking about God's promises. Today, we're going to discover how our response to what God promises is possible will begin with personal praise that will result in public praise. Would you join me this morning in prayer? Lord, this morning, we pray for every oldest child who sees it as their life mission to affect our walk. <laughs> but Lord, maybe all of us have something that's in, impacted us internally. And today what I ask is, is that you, Jesus, have the greatest impact on us internally, personally, and transform us Shift our thinking, shift our belief system. And God, give us a heart to respond here this morning. In Jesus' powerful name, everyone said, amen and amen. Let's talk about first about the personal praise of possibility. We're talking about the birth of possibility. Let's talk about the personal praise of possibility. You know, in the beginning of this, when Mary starts to speak, she says, uh, you know, Elizabeth compliments her, commends her. And then Mary's response is, oh, how my soul praises the Lord. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. Let's talk about your soul for a second. Uh, I just, I'm going to get word nerdy for a second. The word soul, if you look this up in scripture, in the Greek, it means the seat of the feelings, desires, or affections. The seat of the feelings, desires, or affections. Um, we would say our heart. In our, in our current culture and language, we would say our soul, my heart. So it would be as if Mary said, my heart is praising you, Lord. My soul praises you. The seat of my affections, my desires, and my feelings, okay? And what does this word praise mean? Um, what, what I, first, I want to start by telling you what it doesn't mean. I think sometimes in houses of faith and in, in, in kind of religious circles, there's this idea that regardless of what you believe, just go ahead and repeat this kind of like a rote action. Now, don't get me wrong. There is something powerful about speaking things, speaking truths and promises. But what praise is not, praise is not this idea of just be toxically positive. Are you with me? Let me define toxic positivity. Um, if you don't know Jesus and you just want to continue to be avoidant about what's going on in your life, I think that could be really harmful for you. And what I'm not preaching is that without Jesus, you just keep telling yourself it's fine as Rome burns. Are, are you with me? So let's talk about what praise is. It's to deem or declare great. Uh, an example is to esteem highly. The word is to extol or extolment. We don't use that word here. Like, like ah, have you extolled anybody? <laughs> you know, like, no. I haven't said that ever, okay? But the word is to extol loud, L-A-U-D, not loud, 
like L-O-U-D. Some people are loud, but they don't laud. So we say laud, okay? Potato, potato. This word praise means to celebrate. This, it's this place of thanks, almost thanks, okay? Mary's heart, this is what we know in this moment, this first line. We know that her heart has been personally impacted and is personally responding, Mary's heart has been personally impacted, and she's personally responding. She had the word of God, Jesus, literally. In John, it says, in the word was the beginning, Jesus. She, Mary was personally impacted. She has the word of God. She has the son of God growing in her womb. She is housing the Savior. Okay? And she also, she doesn't just have the word of God, Jesus. She has the word of God, Scripture, in her heart. She has the word of God, the person, Jesus, and she has God's word, Scripture, in her heart. She was a good Jewish girl. She knew the Scripture. She knew what we would consider the Old Testament, most of that Old Testament, okay? She had these things planted in her womb and in her heart. They had a, they had a seat at the table. I would ask you today, does Jesus and his word have a seat at the table of your heart? She has this in her womb and her heart, and it produced a harvest of praise, why was she doing this? She wasn't doing this out of emotion. It was, a, it was literally, it was a harvest that was being reaped from what had been planted in her. Praise takes its seat. This is what we understand about praise. When, when we sing, there was a moment this morning, like people just started clapping. That's like celebration. That's, that was the physical you, you were demonstrating, inadvertently not knowing it, you were demonstrating the celebration. Check this out, though. Praise takes its seat with your feelings because it's your soul praises when it's personal. So praise takes its seat with your feelings, desires, and affections. And it then has a positive effect on your heart, which your heart is the seat of your Feelings, desires, and affections. How's your heart? This morning, how is your heart? We can hey, how you doing this morning? <laughs> really, the question is, how's your heart? And praise, in this sense, has an effect because it sits at the seat in your heart. It's the seat of your feet. So, so it's going to impact it. This is... Uh, planting God's word in your heart will produce a harvest of praise. This is, this is a fact. In fact, let me just share with you, there was, there was a study done in 2021 about, about God's word, about scripture, about the Bible. And, and they were studying what happens, or they were just studying kind of reading scripture and what, what happened, and, and they had no idea what would actually take place when they did this study. This checks out, this is what happened. They set out and they had eight, from people eight to 80, and they had them begin reading scripture. And day one, they read scripture. They engaged with scripture. 
So today you're engaging with scripture. Boom, day one for you. Is this making sense? I'm, I'm breaking scripture down. You're sitting here in church. We're engaging with scripture, day one. In this study, day one, people engaged with scripture. What they found when, when they looked back is that it had zero impact on the person really at all. Day two, eh, not really either. Day three, something happened. Day three of engaging with God's word began to have a deep impact on them. And they saw, they saw this uptick. Day four, game changer. People that engage with God's word a minimum of four times a week, here are the statistics. This is what they found inadvertently. They weren't going after this. This is what they found. Reading and engaging with scripture at least four days a week, number one, feeling of loneliness drops 30%. Anger issues drop 32%. Let, let me just stop for a second and remind you, this doesn't happen three days in. This happens four days in. Okay? Anger issues drop 32%. Bitterness in relationships drops 40%. Alcoholism drops 57%. Sex outside of marriage drops 68%. Feeling spiritually stagnant, just ho-hum, drops 60%. Viewing pornography dropped 61%. This is, this is, that's great. That's, that's awesome. This is where I think it gets cool too. Sharing your faith, four days a week, sharing your faith jumps 200%. How's this one? Discipling someone else jumps 230%. Mary planted God's word in her heart and God came along and planted his son in her womb. And it had a personal internal impact on her. I am gonna suggest to you today, God's word still has the power to bring positive impact on you personally. So praise, you know, when we sing, like, like this is, here's, here's a side note. When we come to church, we live in Southern California. So listen, I'm not picking on any one person. I, I just, I really want to set the table here. I'm not picking on any one person. I understand things happen, but like, I'm just going to, I'm going to poke fun uh, a little bit at uh, San Diego, Southern California culture. Can, is that okay? I'm just warning you. Don't get upset with me. Because we all are kind of in this. So, okay. Uh, San Diego, like Southern California, San Diego culture is really laid back, which we, listen, we pay the sunshine tax for this. We're like, yeah, dude, we love it. But the other part of it is we like cruise into church 25 minutes late. I'll let that sit for a second. Like, ah, you know, it's cool. We're going to stop at Starbucks for Better Buzz because we get a Better Buzz before we get the Holy Buzz. 
and we come walking. And, and I just want I just want to say to you very quickly, it, it, parents, listen. My wife and I have seven kids. I am not with her in the morning when she has to get the kids here. And, and when I walk out the door, it, it it literally sounds like a fight sometimes. I get it. I totally get it. I'm with you. But here's what happens. Not only is it, 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 it's disruptive to people around when we're not present, when church starts at 9 a.m. But he, he, here's the biggest thing as a pastor. The, 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 this, is, this is what breaks my heart. Not that you're not in the room, but you're missing an opportunity to praise. Because praise is heart work. Praise is posture work for your heart. When I stand and I come up today and I'm like, hey, let's just begin to pray. Let's just begin to like thank God. What are we doing? We're shifting the posture of our heart from like uh, all the stress, all the strain, the argument you got into with your significant other on the way here, the text messages that you wanted to send but you're trying to not send, like whatever's going on, however you feel, whatever you think, remember your feelings, your desires, all are being repostured when we walk in and there's someone standing at a piano and we have Bree and Kehal leading us in worship. What's happening? Our heart is being postured differently. The best, I, I, I have to tell you something. The best thing that could happen for you on a Sunday morning is that we all gather together to get our heart posture work done. Forget about the preaching. Are you with me? Because it, we've got to make it personal. <laughs> like, I want your heart posture work to be done. I want my heart posture work to be done. I'm up at 4.50 this morning. I can't sleep, and I just put on worship music in my AirPods, and I just sat in like a lazy boy and was doing notes for the team. So that, And I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, Lord, like, I don't know what else to do. And, and I had a lot of things running in my mind, but I know that I needed to praise God in the middle of whatever the predicament was. And I needed the posture of my heart to change. So I, so I said, I, I need to praise. Are, are you with me? Are we good, San Diego? Okay. Let us be a 9 a.m. service. By Okay, amen. <laughs> Mary's heart was just so full of the power and promises of God's greatness that were recorded in Scripture. And praise becomes like whatever is planted. Uh, so, so, so catch this. I can praise because what God has already paid, what he is planted, what he is planting, and what he is putting and he is put into motion. Did you catch what I said? I'm able to praise. Mary was praising because of what was planted, put into motion. And she knows what is already, she's like, God, you, 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 you're, you're going to take care of this. Whatever the bill is, you're going to pay it. And I love that God alone was the object of Mary's praise. Rather than the object itself or herself being praised. Catch what I said. For, okay. God, you're the object of my praise. I'm not praising you because I'm the object to be praised. Sometimes I can, God, praise you because you did what I asked. 
Who's the object now? Me. Because as long as I'm in that delay moment that God's moving, I'm not going to praise. I'm now making it about me. And Mary's, Mary makes the object. She says, my soul praises who? The Lord. My soul doesn't praise the baby that I'm carrying. My soul doesn't praise the prayer that was answered. My soul doesn't praise anything but one thing, God. The God who paid, the God who put into motion, and the God who promised. God is the object of our praise. It's personal. Turn to somebody and say, it's not business, it's personal. <laughs> and I, th I think what's important is that when we, like Mary's, you know, the praise of God being the object of all greatness in her life remedied her pride. Praise remedies pride. She says in verse 47, how my spirit rejoices in God, my who? Savior. She goes on and says, for he took notice of this who? Lowly servant. That is a very humbling statement. And sometimes in my own life, I'm like, God, I'm not praising you right now in my circumstance because I don't see myself as a humble, lowly servant. I see myself as a king who should have lowly, humble servants serving me. Things aren't working, let me say it this way, things aren't working out according to my kingly kingdom mindset. My king, my king, are, are you with me this morning? She says, but I'm lowly, the lowly is posture of humility. Lowly is the picture of like when worship was happening, lowly would be getting on your face in the presence of God, getting like getting your face as low as possible and how, how humbling that is. Instead of standing up and saying, look at me, getting as low as pot. This is, this is holy ground. This is a holy moment. God, you've paid. God, you've put in motion. God, your promises are faithful. And I'm going to get as low as possible. I'm going to put my face on the ground. That's lowly. That is humble. The word servant you look it up in the Greek, one who worships God and submits to him. That is humbling. I praise because God of your word and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to worship and get low. I'm going to be humble because it remedies my pride. And I'm going to submit to what it is that you're doing. Rather than God, I'm going to praise you to move you so that you would submit to what it is that I'm asking you to do. I don't pray. Praise isn't something, a tool that we use to push God. It's a response to. So Mary's declaration shows her humble belief that she needs a savior. A humble belief that you need a savior. A humble belief that I need a savior. That I actually don't have within myself what it takes to save myself. The whole reason, the birth of possibility, what's the number one thing that was birthed and what was made possible? Our Savior was birthed. That's what we're celebrating. And what did he make possible? Our saving. Our Savior made our saving possible. You and I have zero to do with that. 
We have no power in that. And, that, and that she takes this very humble posture. And so it, it's a way of, she, she ends up strengthening herself. When she makes it personal like this, it strengthens her. Praise is a mechanism for strengthening yourself. Praise is a mechanism for strengthening yourself. We don't see, we don't see get on your face low as a servant. We don't see that as strong. We perceive that as weak in our culture. No one's running around seeing who can get the least amount of likes and followers on our social media platforms. <laughs> I got one like and I got like two followers. I win. Loser. We don't see lowly, humble as strong. We see it as weak, but praise is a mechanism for strengthening us. Getting low gives you the strength to stand up. I love this in Romans 4.20, yet he, he, the he that is, this is Paul talking, he is Abraham, okay? Yet he, Abraham, did not waver through unbelief. There's lots of ways he could have wavered, but he didn't waver through what? Unbelief. Regarding the promise of God. But was what? Strengthened in his faith and gave glory. That word that gave glory is praised. He was strengthened by what? Praising. He believed. He wasn't wavered. He believed. Do you believe the power and promises that God has that he can make anything possible for you that he deems possible? If you believe it, you will be strengthened if you praise him for that. I haven't seen it yet, Pat. Mary hadn't seen baby Jesus yet. I'm telling you, there is a gestational period, and I don't know what that time is. There is a period of time that God is growing something in you that is your promise that he is going to birth. And it is our responsibility to strengthen ourselves by getting low and praising him in the midst of that gestational period. He said he gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. I love this word gave glory means praise, but this is also what it means. Uh, it's gave glory by not distrusting God's promises. So it's not like he gave glory, he praised. It wasn't like, oh, what he did, but it was what he didn't do was praise. What you don't do, God considers praise. What did he not do? He did not distrust God's promises. He was not wavered in unbelief. He believed. He strengthened himself by what? Praising. It's impossible to truly praise without personal trust. It's impossible to truly praise without personal trust. Praise is the personal effect of trusting a great God with your life. So here we see Mary. Mary's praise was not an emotional response to God. So sometimes we come in, maybe, maybe like, you know, you walk into a setting like this and, and you see people with their hands raised, you see people laying on their face and they're crying or somebody's, you know, praying out loud or whatever's going on. And, 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 and we sometimes go like, wow, this person was really emotional. 
I think people maybe looked at Mary. Here's this young girl, man. She's pregnant. She begins praising, but I want you to know it wasn't emotional. She did not praise. It wasn't an emotional response to God, but it was a response to an internally faithful God. Check this. It wasn't an emotional response. It was a response to an eternally faithful God. How could I help myself when I put my foot in a shoe of babies but to not respond? Are you with me? She says, for the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. She's responding to an eternally faithful God. He's mighty and he's holy. Uh, This word holy is incomparable. There's no comparison. There's nothing we're going to get on our wish list for Christmas that compares. Like, there's nothing. The greatest gift to, to creation is Jesus. Is God's word and promise for you. Even if you feel stuck right now, God has a plan for your life. If you feel depressed right now, God has a joy that you don't yet maybe understand. He wants to have you encounter. He himself is mighty. Therefore, he gives mighty things mightily. That's really what this is saying. He's mighty. So he gives mighty things mightily. It's his character. Number two, and lastly, uh, public praise. Let's talk about the public praise, a possibility. She says in verse 47, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. This, how my spirit, her soul praises, her spirit rejoices. Her soul praises and her spirit rejoices. And the word rejoice and praise are kind of intertwined, but they're different. Uh, this word rejoice is to rejoice while his light shone. Uh, that's what this word means in the Greek, to rejoice. It's to, to give joy, to give praise, to rejoice while his light shone, um, i.e., or example would be in the midst of something. So it's not I'm praising while his light is shining on that dark circumstance over there. It's I am praising while his light is shining in the midst of my darkness, proving that I am in his presence right now. Her spirit's rejoicing because she's literally in the presence of the one who sheds light on your darkest day. That's what she's saying. She's, this word is, is, is proving to you and I, God is not a far off God who looks distantly at your dark situation and goes, ha, I'm praying for you too. Good luck. <laughs> Go with luck, buddy. God is present. Her spirit is responding. And this word also, active usage, requiring a physical response. See, my soul can praise all day long. But when my spirit rejoices, this is jump for joy. This is like sometimes, you know, when you, when you hear someone preach, you just like want to, some of you come to me afterwards and you're like, I just wanted to stand up in the middle of service and just like preach. And I'm just like, why didn't you? That is, that is the spirit of God welling up inside of your spirit, creating, literally creating a physical response to something that God was pressing on you personally and eternally. 
You got some baby Jesus in your shoe that are affecting you internally and personally that are making you want to jump up, rip off your house slipper, and throw it at the preacher. I would say, come on. You better say, preach it. You better say amen. Man, did, did you ever praise that? Yeah, I praise, praise him. Praise God. We just... just don't want to get emotional. Let's just go after the eternal faithfulness of God. Let's get low on our face. Let's put ourselves low so that we can strengthen ourselves and our soul and our spirit so that we can stand in the face of adversity. But her rejoicing spirit was not stale and stagnant. This girl was jumping for joy over a promise that she had yet to see. What is it that you feel like God has promised? What is it He's saying in His Word? that maybe our mental health needs four days a week scripture reading. You know, I'm stuck in the pornographic cycle, 61%. I'm stuck. I feel lonely, 30%. What, what, what is it? Well, God, I don't feel yet. I don't feel. This is what I'm going to tell you. Praise is sitting on the seat of your heart with that feeling. God's word is sitting on the seat of your heart with that desire and feeling. It's going to have a personal and public impact. Mary was in the midst of circumstances. but She was publicly responding out of being in the presence of a faithful God. I love it in this. She, her soul praises, her spirit rejoices. This is, if I were to like tie all this together, because it's Christmas, I'll just say like a Christmas present with a pretty bow. If I were to tie it all together, this is really what Mary is showing us. Are you willing to absolutely, with reckless abandon, lay down all of it? feelings, your desires, your heart, all the broken areas, all the doubt. Are you willing to lay it down? Are you willing to lay it down and are you willing to lay down at the feet of Jesus? Are you ready today to be strengthened like you've never been strengthened? By praising him with everything that you have. Your soul and your spirit with everything. And this is what Mary is showing you and I.
how many of you today want this? How many of you want the fullness of what God has for you? Today's the day that we get to respond with everything that we are. I'm going to have Kehau come back up here, and I'm going to, if you're standing, you can keep standing. Psalm 103.1, let all thy am. <laughs> David knew something. David is like, smart dude. Let all that I am, he said, praise who? The Lord. You know, when we worry, we're doing nothing but giving praise to the plan of the enemy. Today, I want to say to you, it's time to give praise to the promises of God and to be strengthened and for us to kick the plan of the enemy in the teeth. Some of you are tired and weary. You've been going through it. You've been fighting. You've been, you, you, you've been fighting for freedom. You've experienced freedom, but you've been fighting for greater freedom. When I talk about <clears throat> the power of God's word breaking loneliness, alcoholism and all these things. These are all the fruit, the signs of a life without a life without God. Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart I will praise his holy name. David says, let all that I am praise the Lord May I never forget the good things that he does for me. We want to praise you this morning, Lord, both personally and publicly. Lord, we want to be reminded, get in our shoe. <laughs> get, get your son Jesus in our shoe. Affect our walk. Change the way that we respond. Shift things in our heart. That it, at the beginning of praise is a promise of breakthrough. That the things that we feel bound by, the things as we, even as we move toward wrapping up a year, the things that maybe we're lamenting, the things that we're reflecting on, the things that we're struggling with, the relationships that are broken. We sang this morning, God, that you are able to do the miraculous. You are able to do what we think is impossible. You are able to make possible. So this morning, God, we're going to stand in your presence and we're going to begin to praise you even if we haven't seen it. We're going to stand in your presence this morning, God, and we're going to begin to just say thank you to you, even though we haven't stepped into the fullness of that yet. We're going to begin to say thank you for what you've impregnated us with, even though we haven't birthed it yet. We're going to begin to thank you this morning and lift up praise to you for all of the promises that you are faithful to always, always, always fulfill. Because God, you are a faithful God. And we praise you with everything. Our spirit, 
our soul. We give you our desires. We give you our feelings. We give you every single ounce of who we are. We call upon the history of your goodness that we can read from the beginning of Scripture to the very end. We know the plan. We know what you're about. We know what you're going to do. Let us stand in the promise of who you are here this morning. I'm going to encourage you to do this. Just begin right now. This is going to feel awkward for some of you maybe. Just begin right now. Just to pray to the Lord. And just and this is, prayer is praise. Just begin to pray right now and just begin to thank Him. Lord, thank you for what it is that you've given me. Thank you for what it is that you've brought me through. Thank you that you saved me. Thank you that you saved my life. Not once, but multiple times. Thank you that you've saved me and you're in the business of continuing to save me. Thank you that you don't leave us alone. Thank you that you're a present God. Thank you that, you that you want to overwhelm us with that presence. You want to personally impact us, but it's going to bring an external response of public praise. What happens when our personal praise of the Lord's greatness goes public in our cities? Think about this for a second. What happens, what would happen if what you're thinking, what you're sensing, what you're hearing, what you're feeling right now, the revelation that God has given you, what will happen when this goes public in our cities? What will happen when this goes public in your heart? What will happen when this goes public in your home? What will happen when it goes public in your neighborhood, in your city? What would happen to the great state of California if God's presence was made known through the church's praise what effect would it have? In Psalm 22, 3, it says, But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted, and you delivered them. God enthrones himself upon our praises. What would happen? God will enthrone himself on our praises. You know one of the number one weapons we have is to praise God. Why? Because his presence is enthroned upon our praises. What's going to happen in our city? They're going to actually get to meet the presence of God. Why? Because he's enthroned on our praises. God, I don't know what to do. He's like, just praise me. I'm standing in the middle of the street. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to bring. I don't know what to do to heal my marriage. I don't know what to do to heal my child. I don't know what to do to change the diagnosis. I don't know what to do to change what's going on globally. I know that if we stand in unity and we praise, God will enthrone our praises. The word enthroned means to sit. It means to dwell within. You know, this, when we're like, yes, God, God's like, yeah, I love that because I, it gives me space. It gives me a place to run wild in my goodness. God wants to run wild with his goodness in your circumstances, in your heart, in your life, in our city. Are you with me this morning? Like the babies. <laughs> in my shoe. God bless my granddaughter and my oldest child. Like the babies in my shoe, God dwells within our hearts, our homes, our cities, and he will dwell in his church to a strengthening degree when we praise him with all that we are. With everything. First Peter 2.9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, 
that you what may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. God, thank you this morning. We praise you first and foremost that you called us out of darkness into your wonderful light. There are marriages in this room, relationships that God has been in the business of restoring. Uh, and, and, and I want to encourage you. Um, some of you have been working on this. And um, I don't have intimate knowledge of this, meaning I don't know this because someone talked to me. I just This is the sense I'm getting from the Lord this morning, okay? And you've been working on it. And I want to encourage you, don't give up. Don't quit working on it. God's at work in it. But I'm going to ask you to shift your posture because your heart needs some work. And posture work begins in praise. So I'm going to ask you to begin to praise God. Thank him for what it is he's doing and what he's done. Thank him for all the things that are good. Let's quit focusing on all the crappy things that our spouse might be. Okay? Someone's going to light me up for saying that. Sorry. God's not done. When you truly believe in God as the power and promise of abundant possibilities, there will be, number one, there will be genuine personal and public response of declarative praise. There will be. Number two, there will be a genuine welcoming of God's presence to, presence to inhabit us, our homes and our cities. So this morning, we just I'm going to end this by saying this. God, would you inhabit our presence here today with your presence? Would you inhabit our hearts here this morning? If you need prayer this morning for healing, any healing whatsoever, that could be physical, that could be uh, emotional, that could be relational. If you need healing for anything at all, I don't want you to leave this place. We wanna pray for you. I believe God is a healing God. He wants to step in to what we think is impossible and he wants to bring what's possible. So I would encourage you, don't leave this place. If you need prayer, feel free to make your way forward. This morning, if this just resonates with you and you're like, man, God, give me more personal impact. Give me more personal impact. Let me be public display. If that's you this morning, would you raise your hand? Amen. So Lord, I just, I just release your presence. I just release your Holy Spirit. We just release blessing. We just release blessing, just like Mary said. Lord, we just release blessing. She was blessed because she believed. She was blessed because she believed. So Lord, we just release blessing according to our belief. We release your blessing according to our belief here this morning. We thank you. We worship you. We look forward to what it is that you're doing and going to do. And we thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' powerful name, everyone said, amen.